Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What's up, everybody? We've got a new partner alert, DNVR fam. We've partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys with smoking hot deals to offer. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. They have some incredible deals this month, including Memorial Day. Buy three, get one free entire store. Remember, all of these amazing deals you can take advantage of and get that additional 20 20% off your entire purchase when you use the promo code DNVR20 at checkout. When you make your purchase, be sure to use that code. Like I said, DNVR20, you can order online and pick up at your convenience. Just head to solacemeds.com and purchase from there. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Get online and purchase or head to one of their four convenient locations and let us know when you do. out three and two on charlotte Jokic gets it across the timeline gets a high pick and pop with murray lindsey breaking through taken away by nathan mckinnon two on two with landis guy he has done it again vaughn miller ladies and gentlemen dog two hands nikola Jokic. save me by grubauer with the left pad oh goodness gracious me take a good luck you won't see it for long Jurat, home run trevor story lock and so touchdown to the Denver Sports Podcast. Uh, So yeah, um, I think we need to figure out a way to get this podcast out to the people before we start. (laughs) Uh, Oh, did it tweet from Allie's account? Yeah, I think so. All right. Look at her tweeting it out without, you know, even being here today. She's really on top of things. Almost as if she knew that you wouldn't be able to handle it on your own. Almost. Well, you know, I everyone knew that. <laughs> yeah. This is the second time this week I've had to uh, try to step in for Allie and her job, and neither uh, are going to go very well. But you know what? It's all about the effort, I've been told. That's true. Mm. <laughs> well, great no. effort so far. I have to say, great effort to this point. Well, thank you. Uh, I must say that this uh, show is presented by Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, Eric, you're actually sitting kind of by the Breck Brew fridge up there in the DNVR lounge. How are you, how are we looking? How are we doing? I would describe the current stock as it's taken some uh, taken some shots. It's not quite mm. at full capacity, mm. but you know what? But- it's still it's still we're about fifty percent capacity right. Okay, all right. I Not think bad. it might survive the night. It might survive the night. It's going to take um, some damage. Depends how many that. goals get scored, yeah. 
We are. Uh, we do have a lot to celebrate tonight as the Avs are in action, and it is Eric Weedham's 30th birthday, everyone. Can you believe it? Wow. 30. Wow. Unbelievable. The 30th I'm going to get my first credit card. Uh, I have so many plans. Oh, mm. man. Credit Exciting. card. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what, else, what else are you going to do for your big 30? I might move out of my parents' place. Uh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, the world is my oyster. I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to uh, do a Thelma and Louise reenactment uh, with me and Vic Lombardi if the Nuggets mm. win. Uh, so, I, I mean, I got things that lined up. Uh, oh. Nighthawk here in the comments said, did somebody kill Drew? Yes, it was the Rockies. The Rockies <laughs> who killed Drew. Ouch. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> so we're talking about today the best individual performances in Denver sports playoff history. And, of course, the reason why I'm talking about that is because of Nathan McKinnon's hat trick the other night uh, at Ball Arena in game two. And, man, that was electric. Um, Andre and I have already debated, like, what you're supposed to do with your hat in that situation, depending on your proximity to the ice. You um, chuck it. No, Henry made the executive decision from like section 364, row 10, that we weren't throwing. Oh, yeah, his okay. 1996 Stanley Cup champions. Can hat. you reasonably get your hat to the ice? Mm-hmm. If right. yes, you chuck it. Right. I've, I, I'm in full agreement, unless it's some sort of like historical yeah. relic yeah. that can't be replaced. Oh. You signed up for that when you brought it to the arena. Well, listen, okay, Rudo, okay, Rudo right. is saying this. I've literally never seen Rudo wearing a hat. Rudo, hats mean nothing to Rudo. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it only takes once to learn that lesson, all right? <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Now, what mean, happens like, to those hats, Rudo? Um, they go to charity. Yeah, in Colorado, they go to charity. Every arena does something different. Some, they keep them in like a little display case. I believe Columbus has a display of the hats from every hat trick ever scored in that building. Uh, some, they give back to the fans at the end of the night. They like collect them all and leave them out front, which have, have to get stolen when they do that. But Yeah, there's probably like lice now in your yeah. hat. <laughs> That was before before all this uh, virus stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe sure. not anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I I don't know. It's kind. Of, I guess it's kind of like a hole in one, right? If you couldn't afford to buy everyone drinks, you shouldn't have got a hole in one. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, same as a uh, drone airplane flying. If you can afford to buy one, you better be able to afford a second one because mm. you're going to crash it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, speaking of shout out, Dean Chisholm. Henry's got his first hole in one the other night. What? And, uh, awesome. yeah. Was he able to afford a round of drinks? He was able. Not only was he able to afford a round of drinks at the clubhouse, he just forwarded it to us, bought us what? a round of drinks at the Avs game. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. Pretty epic. Our favorite. I'm All so right. glad I decided to have him as my surrogate father. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. Great decision. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, let's go. Best playoff performances uh, in team history. Um, we got Rudo here to talk about the Avs. We got uh, D-Line slash Eric here to talk about the Nuggets. Andre uh, is going to talk a little Rockies for us. Yeah. Uh, we can all talk about the Broncos together. Uh, it'll all be one big happy time. But let's start with Nathan McKinnon's team and the Avalanche. Rudo, what's the best individual performance by an Av in the playoffs? Uh, it is not Nathan McKinnon. Even if it was Nathan McKinnon, I think the other night was only his second best ever playoff performance. Go back to his rookie year, game two of that series against Minnesota, another four-point night for him in which he had 
involvement in all four goals for the Avalanche, which there's something special about being that guy that provides something to every single goal in the hockey game. Um, the team doesn't do anything without you when you do something like that, I think. McKinnon, look, the dude's a monster. He's on, like, absurd point-per-game pace in the playoffs. I have a good amount of confidence he's going to have a game where he goes off that's far more important than the one he did in Game 2 this year. I think there's a there's a game coming up where he does something truly special, but he's not at the top yet. If we're talking about skaters, for me, it's Peter Forsberg having the best ever game in the playoffs for a skater. I specifically want to say skater. Had a five-point night against Edmonton in 1998, game two. That series went seven games. The Avs ended up winning it, uh, in part thanks to Peter Forsberg in that one. Look, Forsberg's great. You don't need me to tell you that. Everyone who watched the Avs back then knows it. Yes, AJ also has Forsberg's first period hat hat trick in the comments here. And I'm sure AJ will absolutely love my actual picks for this because most of the best performances in the playoffs by an Avalanche player is Patrick Wall. Let's go. The man was just a god in the playoffs. There's there's no way around it. He is there's the arguments about, oh, well, you know, Patrick Waugh, maybe he's the best regular season goalie. Maybe it's Hasek, whatever. There's no doubt in the playoffs that it's Patrick Waugh. The dude just showed up in the playoffs and was an absolute monster. The first Stanley Cup the Avs ever won, game four, triple overtime. Patrick Waugh threw a 63-save shutout in that <laughs> hockey game. Unbelievable. What a guy. So... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you top that and to win the Stanley Cup. That's pretty hard to bet against. So I'm going with that one as the greatest one ever. But yeah, you can roll out Patrick Waugh's greatest hits as trailing 3-2 going into game six against New Jersey in 0-1. And Patrick Waugh absolutely steals them a game. The list goes on. Uh, the handful of games against... Detroit, L.A., St. Louis, Dallas. <laughs> There's the list of incredible games from Patrick Waugh is, is as long as the list that many goaltenders even get to play in the playoffs. What's crazy to me with that specific one that you mentioned, the 63 save shutout, is imagine, like, like obviously that's a Stanley Cup caliber hockey team. Yep, that happened on. And then you look at this team that the Avs have right now, and it's unfathomable to imagine a game where Philip Grubauer would even have a chance to save 63 shots. Yeah. I, this is a, a long-running conversation we've had on the Avalanche podcast as this year develops is this might be the best defense the Colorado Avalanche have ever had this year. I, Look, obviously 2001 had multiple Hall of Famers on that defense, so you don't want to jump to any conclusions too quickly, but that team wasn't giving up less than 20 shots a night. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the Blues were able to kind of tilt the ice back, but there was a point in that game early <clears throat> where yeah. it was 25-7, to seven, I think, in shots, and 
the way that this team, when they're like turned all the way up, the way that that defense just absolutely smothers other teams is something to behold. It's, I am in love with modern hockey, obviously, because I get to cover it, but just the concept of, defense being played in a way where the best defense is the other team doesn't have the puck. They can't shoot if they don't have it. So the abs having the puck all the time is just fun hockey to watch. Well, and then when you're playing modern hockey with a guy like Makar, I mean, oh, I mean, that <laughs> rarefied air, another rarefied air. that somewhere along the line is going to have a game that goes on this list for and, sure. Yeah. And, and also modern hockey, much better than that. Jacques Lemaire, like trap garbage, defensive hockey that the abs just always run up against like that just nobody wanted to watch no one could get through the uh the neutral zone terrible i'm with I you mean, Rudo. modern hockey well i'm that's actually a good conversation too is look i'm talking about straight up best performances that you look at on paper and say this dude's incredible this was an unbelievable game but when you talk about greatest emotional performances Kill McCarr's first goal has got to be oh. somewhere high on that list, right? <laughs> like you have that yeah. Chris Drury's overtime pick one, whichever yeah. one you want for that one. Uh, Huey Krupp's goal in 96, obviously as well. And then I, I'm sorry, but the greatest moment in the history of sports is Raymond Bork living, lifting the cup. If you don't believe that you're wrong. <laughs> I love it. I love the conviction. Uh, you know, it's interesting. That's kind of you have to like draw a line right between like moments and performances. Yeah. And I do think of a performance as like a full body of work from the first whistle to the last whistle and like a 63 save shutout. Yeah. Uh, it's just about as good as it gets in, in that category. Yeah. I, the league has seen great goaltenders post Patrick Waugh, but they've never seen Patrick Waugh since uh, there you talk about once in a generation players like similar to a McKinnon and a McCarr, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, the league's even had goaltenders like Carey Price, but Patrick Waugh is as close as I personally will ever get to watching Wayne Gretzky. Mm. And, yep. And I was young enough to to watch Gretzky at the end of his career when he wasn't quite the same. Just like, what do you even do against this guy? But I, the a theme I've been talking about this playoffs is greatness can't be explained to someone accurately if they didn't witness it at the time. It's there's just a disconnect there where if you watched a guy play that is that good that has that something special you just know yeah the, you the, just know the difference is the emotional part like the what that performance made you feel and like how it left an indelible mark on your brain and like how it was so much larger than what the number on the sheet says like that um, that truly is like greatness as it uh, relates to your life and it's hard it is really hard like if you don't experience it you don't get that other side of sports that is tapping into the side of your brain that just like is wants to be stimulated wants to scream at the top of your lungs like you look at those all of those numbers from wayne gretzky and you're like that doesn't make sense like that like but it doesn't like stir you up emotionally you're like wow that's those are really crazy looking numbers and then you just kind of move on yeah yeah i think there's absolutely something to that the best way to describe it would be like 
with like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, right? Yeah. Like their greatness is obvious and you can talk about it, but until like your team has played them and it's a close game in the fourth quarter yeah. and you're just like, we don't really have a chance. Uh, you don't like fully understand that greatness. Like you have to be able to have seen a, at least a little bit of it and felt the emotion, like you said, the emotion, whether it's negative or positive emotion to be like, yeah, like that greatness was on a different level because you just knew you were going to lose because MJ was just going to turn it on or whatever. I mean, what we're talking about is transcendent talents who kind of redefine expectations who are just so unique. It's like a, a special moment in time where you got to witness that, you know, it's there's greatness. And then there's that next tier yeah. and pretty crazy that in a sports town like this with guys like Juan, I'm sure we'll touch on some with the Broncos and maybe even with the nuggets, we've gotten to see not just greatness, but like transcendent, all-time redefiners of sports, which is madness, madness. Yep. And speaking of, let's uh, let's transition over to the Nuggets. Uh, oh, I think we might, <laughs> I think we might be uh, moving up a little closer to the present times with this answer. Uh, so I'm curious what you have to say here, Eric. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There's, you know, you can look back to the first, um, I guess, in the modern era of the Nuggets with that Carmelo Anthony Chauncey Billups team, like. Chauncey Billups and Carmelo Anthony sort of played tag team as to who was the absolute um, needle mover. I mean, Chauncey Billups came out on fire, was scoring like 37 points a game, uh, just really, you know, had this team in control and was like leading them along. And um, I mean, there were a bunch of great moments all throughout that entire run. Obviously, it ended tragically, which is just kind of the way that the Nuggets roll. <laughs> But as far as like greatest performances I've ever witnessed and things that I'll remember for the rest of my life, there, there are like, there are two. There is Nikola Jokic playing a triple mm. overtime uh, huh. game where he logged 60 minutes, one chronological hour <laughs> of NBA basketball. And this was on the heels of everyone talking about, like they always do, that he's out of shape, he's a fat guy, shouldn't be out there. Dude's just a machine. He just shows up. I mean, unfortunately, like I can't put that at the top because they lost that game. Um, right. But I mean, that sort of like showed anyone who was paying attention. Like n this is now the Nikola Jokic era in the NBA. Like you can't really question this dude. But I mean, the best performances I've ever seen came last year from Jamal Murray in yeah. the bubble. Like Jamal Murray, like Jamal Murray, always sort of the second banana. We, you know, always potential very inconsistent that was that's always been the talking point when it comes to jamal murray and like even after the bubble like that still has been the talking point with jamal murray he just like doesn't always have it every night like you expect him to but my god scores 50 points multiple times brings the team back um and has to match shot for shot donovan mitchell who also logs an all-time performance in the playoffs like scoring 60 points one game um the Nuggets just as a whole, like have to just dig deeper than any team ever have to come back from three, one deficits, not once, but twice. And on the back of the most insane performances I've, I've ever seen from a guy like when Jamal Murray was, was cooking. It was like, you, like the second he crossed half court, you're like, dude, shoot the ball, just shoot the ball. And it, he was, and they were going in like they were loud. They were, all of his shots were meaningful. Like it, they were never coasting and like they were never um, shots that didn't mean something like they needed every one of those points. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like it all culminated in that game six against the Clippers where 
Jamal Murray was asked about his shoes. Obviously, we're like at a really tumultuous time in the social uh, world of, of the United States. And, you know, he's asked to give a, an interview about the shoes that he's wearing. He has gives it like one of the greatest post-game speeches of all time, just talking about how meaningful it is to him. He breaks down. We get that shot of him on the ramp where he's just kneeling down and, and, and is brought to tears. Um, I've just never seen a more meaningful mixed with a more incredible performance ever. And the fact it's not just one game, right? It's just carried out over a period of like two weeks of sustained greatness every single night going out there. I I've just never seen anything like it. I'm so heartbroken that we're not going to get the chance to see what yeah. Jamal Murray can do in the playoffs this year to build upon that. Because I just feel like that was his introduction to the NBA announcing to the, to anybody that was listening, like, this is a guy you have to pay attention to. This is a guy that you, that is now in the conversation of most clutch performers. And, you know, we're going to see alongside that entire time. I mean, Nikola Jokic also amazing performance, but he's just now at a point where you expect it from him. Jamal Murray came out of nowhere and it was just so insane and so incendiary. I'll just never get over it. Yeah. It was on a different level from him. And like, you know, that's, the sad thing and also the scary thing about this playoffs for the Nuggets is not only did he save them multiple times last year, it was the year before yep. uh, when he saved them against the Spurs, yep. you know, and he w- went for 21 points in the, in a quarter. In it was, quarter. yeah. And it was just like, Oh man, like he just saved them. Yep. Um, and now that was like becoming his reputation, like backs up against the wall in the playoffs, just give it to Jamal and let him get hot. Um, and it's sad and, and also, like I said, a little bit scary that they're not going to have that thing to fall back it's on this terrifying. Year. But yeah. the only solace we have, shout out Solace Meds, is that <laughs> we have Michael Porter Jr. who has entered the conversation. Yep. We yep. don't know what he's like in these type of performances. You can't know until you've been there. He's never really been in this position in his career because how could you be? But, you know, he only played a few games in high school, only a few in college. So we don't know what it looks like when his back is really up against the wall. We have some clues um, in this season, like down the stretch, he would come out very, very hot, blisteringly hot, and then would tail off and sort of disappear at the end, which does not give me a ton of confidence, but that was kind of, uh, Murray's calling card for a while also. So we'll see. I mean, there's there's potential with the presumptive MVP on this team in Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr., who's just a talent like I've never uh, like I've never seen, just the purest stroke I've ever seen in a, essentially a first-year player. Like there's potential for them to really make some noise, but it comes down to that thing, that playoff thing. Like, does Michael Porter Jr. have it? We don't know, and we're gonna we're fixing to find out. <clears throat> I am of the belief I just from what I know about Michael Porter Jr. that he has it. And, it, and it's, I think it's actually he has it in a different way that Jamal Murray has it. Jamal Murray has this, like, grit your teeth, mm-hmm. like, pull it out when no one else expects it, when your back is first. To me, Michael Porter Jr. is like, this is just business as usual. Yep. I just – I was brought onto this earth to get buckets, and that's what I'm going to do. And it's like a different thing where, like, I don't – I'm expecting to see that no matter how much you change the scenery, how much you change the outside factors, like Michael Porter Jr. just gets buckets. It's just Just what he does. (laughs) Listen, I'm with you. I I, I can see it. And I can see a very bright and brilliant future that we got to 
a very brief glimpse of eight games or 10 games of what it looks like when you have Michael Porter Jr. in the business-like way, just coming out and just knocking down shots. Cause he's like a, he's a quick starter. He comes out and he can just immediately start scoring in the first quarter. And then you have the ability to transition late to a guy like Jamal who does feed off of the pressure and the intensity to be able to close out games. And I just, I just, you know, I wish that we were seeing it this year, but I, I just know that things are so bright for the Nuggets' future uh, with those two players, three players, including Jokic. I love yeah. how both teams we've talked about, it's like, yeah, there's some awesome moments, but more are coming. <laughs> Don't worry. Dude, it's, dude it, things are bright at ball, dude. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, things are looking really, really bright in the, in the ball universe. So we'll see what happens this year. I'm very hopeful, but um, the future... If I had shades, I'd put them on. The, <laughs> the other thing I want to say about that Jamal Murray performance is, you know, we were still at super low capacity at the bar. I don't even remember what it was. But I was down there, yeah. you know, amongst the people. And during the first 50-point game, um, it was like – like there's like a bit of shock involved, which creates like this different level of sound and reaction where it's just like – no way he's going to do it again. And then it splashes and everyone's like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's it. In basketball, when you do it, Oh, you know, when someone's going crazy in basketball, it's over and over and over and over again. And like, it just, every time you, you know, it just elevates your reaction a little bit more. I mean, he got his highest scoring total ever in the playoffs. Like up to that point, he, he got close to 50. He scored 48 against, uh, the Boston Celtics and Kyrie Irving took exception at him attempting to get 50 points through the ball into the crowd famously. But then in the playoffs, he scored 50 multiple times, which is unbelievable at the highest possible level when all eyes were on him, or at least all eyes that had NBA TV.com and were able to see the game. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if you want to get to your highest possible level, make sure you check out Solace Meds. Down on Colfax. They've got several different locations uh, and fantastic deals at every single one of them. Uh, make sure you check them out and use the code DNVR20 when you check out uh, to get 20% off your entire order. And that's on top of the already great deals that they have down there. Um, like I said, they've got all sorts of different locations that you can check out. Uh, and what's great is you can go onto their website, Solace Meds, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. Get your order in. Uh, anyone who's ever been to a dispensary knows that it can be kind of a pain in the ass to sit around and wait. You can go right down there. They'll have it waiting for you. You just pop in, show them your ID, and it'll all be ready. So Solace Meds, check them out. Use that code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. All right. We can move on now um, to – actually, no. Let's tell the people about DraftKings. We might as well um, because we've got lots of good bets. Uh, out there today, Dre. Actually, why don't you lead us off with uh, your your pick of the night? Can't go wrong with Game Landeskog over two and a half shots. He's been killing St. Louis. Uh, this is replicable. I think they'll have to lean on him even more with uh, Kadri out, and he's just been dominating that matchup against St. Louis. So I think you know he's just going to be a presence and two and a half shots, and easy to clear. So yeah, minus one sixty two. Great, great bet to have in tonight on the one game. I fear the the abs might lose in the series. Oh, get those vibes out of here, bro. Just throw that out there. Stuck, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, but <laughs> draft uh DraftKings, you gotta get in there, especially you know, if you're coming to hang out at the bar this weekend, mm. which I assume 
all of you are. Um, you, you know, we call it the casino because you come down to the bar, you get your seat, you get there nice and early. You got to get there nice and early, especially this weekend if you want to get a seat. You see what other games are on, you punch in some bets, and it's just like you, you might as well be at the sports book. Uh, and DraftKings will enhance your sports experience. And this week, we've got the hammer, the over uh, promotion going on. We've already dipped down below 50 points as the over in Dallas and the Clippers. Um, that's going to hit in the first quarter. Yeah, as a, bas- um, as a basketball expert, I can say you can feel comfortable over. with that over. <laughs> each each day I've given out a new thing I'll do if it doesn't hit. First day it was uh, streaking down Colfax. Yep, yep. Second day it was um, I'll chop off my leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, third day like, was I'm gonna, I was going to name my firstborn – uh, under. child under if it doesn't hit <laughs> uh, so I, I mean if it uh, this time i will drink milk from a boot do, why do, mm. I, you know what i'll do i'll commit nice. capital murder <laughs> like I'll, whatever like i don't care I'll, <laughs> that might be I'll, excessive well, I, I, i'm comfortable i feel okay that i will not have to commit capital murder. <laughs> i told yeah. my wife we're gonna adopt 55 kittens so you know <laughs> uh, lots is popping off if this if this over isn't clear yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be really chaotic yeah, uh, indeed, if this <laughs> I'll be in prison for the rest of my life. Andre <laughs> will have just too many kittens. I'll be <laughs> it's just a too prison many. of my own making, some might say, yes. Uh, I'll be streaking down Colfax on one leg yeah, yeah. while bleeding out with my firstborn child uh, I under Conan. I can't wait to meet under and over Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you had like, I don't know, like two ferrets or something, having yeah, one named yeah. over and one named under would be kind of great. Be the greatest. <laughs> Anyways, Great yeah, it's gonna go over, so you can get in on that and get. The best part is every time someone gets in on it, we get even closer to lowering it down. We don't need to lower it down anymore. I, do, I, I put a pretty big thing out there. I mean, I, my life could really fall off the rails if they. Don't. <laughs> I you don't want to see it hit zero just for it to hit zero. Like this, right? I, it feels so good when you go to your oh, betting so screen good. and you see an over of zero, and you're like, <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it's gonna hit. So yeah, uh, you can get in twenty five bucks. It's it's free twenty five dollars. I don't know who uh, who wouldn't want that. So check it out at DraftKings. And of course, you can also get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars when you use the code DNVR. Of course, you must be twenty one or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to five hundred dollars. Deposit bonus requires a twenty five x playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 4700 All right, Dre. It's your turn. Uh, we have you here representing the, the Rocky side of things today, and you were given the toughest task, um, but also the smallest sample size to comb yes. through. So uh, what, what do you have for us as the, uh, as the Rockies' best performance individually? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, right, at first I was like, oh, of course, it's the game 163 with Matt Holiday touching the bag, but then, no, individual performance. And... Um, You know, as great as like some of those lineups in 07, and that's really kind of limiting my selection. We'll we'll touch on another game Um, because, you know, I would like a postseason win, ideally. Um, And so that narrows our sample size down even further. But I think it really comes down to two, three iconic pitching performances that really stand out because, you know, Holiday had a great run in 07. I remember Brad Hopp being on fire. Looked up his stats. You know, he he really was extraordinary. Um, 
in that playoff run in 07. We've had some good ones, but the big-time performances have come on the mound. One that stands out to me was in 07, that round one series against the Phillies, who in that lineup eventually would have three different MVP winners in Utley, Howard, and Rollins. And Jeff Francis was absolutely on fire in one of those early games in Freeland to really set the tone and lead to two straight sweeps there. Um, And, you know, against that lineup, six innings, eight uh, Ks, and only giving up two runs and four hits. And the only other pitching performance that stands up to that is Cal Freeland at Wrigley in that game that eventually goes 13 innings. It's that one game wild card after they just lost game 163. Um, and he's just amazing. That one, he he goes six scoreless innings with uh, six Ks. And I think in that same guy, game, you have maybe arguably a better pitching performance from Scott Oberg, who gets the win, gets the final four outs, and he gets the final four outs with four consecutive strikeouts. Really just an unbelievable way to come into a huge moment and just show the, the type of stones that... Uh, you know, would make anyone proud. So yeah, I, it really comes down to those three. I don't know, man. Um, to some extent, I got to go Francis just because of the playoff run, the lineup he did it against. Um, but statistically, it's hard to argue against Freeland or Oberg, frankly. What What was the final line for Freeland in that game? Freeland, I have it right here. So he goes 6.2. He allows four hits. Zero runs, six Ks, one walk, eight ground balls, nine fly balls. Yeah, that to me, that's up. That's hard to argue with. Uh, I mean, in a one, one, you know, right? It's a it's a win or go home situation. Mm -hmm. He goes out there and throws, you know, one of the best games of his life. I won't say the best because he did take a no hitter into the ninth. Um, but I think it was the ninth. Um, but you know, for him to go out there and just absolutely shove, just completely shut them down, uh, in the biggest moment, I think that's it for me. It's interesting, you know, maybe we're missing one here, uh, but like there's no hitting performances that really jump out to you. A two home run game guy or you know a five for five which maybe they are out there but it is those pitching performances especially in the playoffs it's a pitcher's game uh playoff baseball is and so for for freeland to go out there that that's my pick i mean hard to argue against it i i even think of josh fogg and some great performances in that oh seven run i mean Uh, you know, a young, uh, a young Frankie Morales and Ubaldo Jimenez were big in those (laughs) in that playoff run. So, you know, um, yeah, those are really the ones that stand out though. It is kind of crazy with such a big hitting club that it's the pitching that stands out in those. Absolutely. All right. Last one we have on the docket here, of course, is the Broncos and there's some really ones to choose from here. Um, because I can, I just narrowed down Super Bowl performances. Um, because we've had some really, really great ones in the Super Bowl. Um, so to me, it comes down to a couple. Uh, obviously, Von Miller in Super Bowl 50 with uh, multiple strip sacks. Uh, I mean, absolutely taking over that game and just ruining Cam Newton's life. You know, 
the reigning MVP, the the you know team that had won lost one game that whole season. They were a juggernaut, and no one remembers this. Like people thought that they were going to just run over the Broncos and mm-hmm. just like waltz their way to the Broncos were seven point underdogs in that game. Yep. Um, and that defense led by Vaughn absolutely shut him down. That is absolutely a candidate. It's not the one for me, though. Uh, the one for me is Terrell Davis. Uh, and in the Super Bowl, he goes 30 carries, 157 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, this is obviously the Broncos' first Super Bowl here uh, in Super Bowl 32, right? Yep. Yep. Super Bowl 32. And what people don't remember, because it's, of course, the this one's for John game, is that John Elway wasn't all that good in the game. Uh, he was 12 of 23 for 123 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. Now, again, he had the helicopter. You know, th- there's moments there. Yeah. But he wasn't all that good in the game. And, and of course, Terrell Davis goes on to win Super Bowl MVP for just an absolutely dominant performance there. He's obviously dealing with the migraines, too. Yeah. Like, it's just, to me... When you add in the migraine, the 30 carries where they basically just said, like, please, TD, mm-hmm. we're nothing else is working. Please go win us the game. Five and a half, almost five and a half yards per carry on 30 carries, three touchdowns um, when, you know, it, it's kind of one of those situations where second half of the game, like the Packers know what's coming. Yep. And it didn't matter. It was just TD down their throats all game long. Uh, leading the Broncos to their first ever Super Bowl, it's uh, that one was that was an easy tiebreaker for me. Just like Vaughn was awesome, but remember, you know, kind of what we said about Patrick Waugh, that start to finish, pure dominance. Every play is almost impacted by TD in that game, and uh, that one's incredible to me. With performances like that, even the like you said, the Packers know what coming, what's coming, and so do the fans. The fans yep. know they're going to go to TD and you get that feeling of they can't stop him. What's he going to mm-hmm. do next? Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst feelings as a fan of the other team. Oh, it's, it's like, devastating. You're just like, what can they do? You know, uh, it's not quite the same. <laughs> when when you're getting run on like that, it's by far the worst, one of the worst feelings oh, in sports. Dude. Um, but like Peyton Manning used to do it to the Broncos passing the ball, where it's just like they got out there and you're just like, they're not stopping it. Like <laughs> right. you have to get lucky with like a tipped ball being intercepted or a drop, or that's the only way you're getting stops out here. Running the ball is even worse though. Dude, it's just like yeah. they're turning around and handing it to that guy, and he is just running through our guys. Dude, getting uh, like a, a prolific passing att- attack against you is like being shot, and being run against is like being slowly stabbed. Just like mm-hmm. just so like, true. Oh, you know it's coming. You're there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just like just like your victims after game to go over 49 points <laughs> yeah totally yeah absolutely i'm we're stabbing by the way that is that will be a stabbing <laughs> you know what puts the td performance over the top for me too ryan is the matchup vaughn had to dominate that matchup against mike rammers the weak point of the Panthers offense was their right tackle. It just hadn't mattered to that point because he hadn't faced a first ballot Hall of Famer who's one of the greatest, most athletic, agile, pass-rushing freaks we've seen in the history of the game. But just like that game, no one gave the Broncos a chance in Super Bowl 32, and it was specifically because no one believed they could run 
on that Packers run defense. And not only did Terrell Davis run wild on him and could have had another touchdown, but has a migraine. So they run the fake to Elway. So that's not even in there, which would be yet another Super Bowl record. He's also dealing with migraines and like is a complete underdog and dominated up to that point an extremely good run defense, you know, and no one gives them a chance. The NFC hadn't beat the AFC in a Super Bowl in like forever. Like all the odds were stacked against the Broncos. And just by riding Terrell Davis, it was like, blow the doors off Brett Favre and the Packers. No problem. Yeah, it was, uh, that one hits different, especially being the first Broncos championship. uh, One that they waited a long time for. And, and, you know, in, in in a similar way, to the way that Von Miller helped Peyton Manning uh, kind of get over that hump in Super Bowl 50, TD helps John Elway get over that hump in Super Bowl 32. Yeah, that, that was like a performance that like a legend was built. Like that performance alone got Terrell Davis into the Hall of Fame. You know, like anytime that you mm-hmm. talk about like why he should, why he shouldn't, they would always, that game would come up, the migraine game. He had such an incredible performance in the Super Bowl. Oh. Um, and it, it's it, all of these like, performances like these top performances like are the start of legends right like you you can you can refer to them as just everyone knows exactly what you're talking about well, um, i think i think that's something that goes underappreciated in sports as a whole uh, you hear about the big ones you hear about the migraine games the flu games in basketball peter forsberg playing through a ruptured spleen because it's <laughs> ab- actually not human but Look, when you're talking about a Super Bowl, when you're talking about a Stanley Cup Finals, when you're talking about an NBA championship, nobody on any team is 100%. (laughs) You know, every single one of those guys is exhausted, fighting through something. And it it puts that much more of a special feeling to win. Mm -hmm. Players have those moments because it (laughs) it's almost superhuman what some of those guys go out there and do when I have to drag myself out of bed in the morning on a regular Wednesday and I don't have a Super Bowl to win. (laughs) Yeah. You'll hear, you know, the more, more time you spend around athletes, the more crazy stories you'll hear about this stuff. Cause a a lot of them don't make it out. Um, But you'll, you know, talk to uh, like, uh, this is just an example. I'm just, this isn't real, but you'll talk to like a Steve Atwater who will say like, Oh, like I woke up that morning and like, I like couldn't move or whatever. But then I went out there and, you know, like all these guys have those stories because especially, you know, in football and hockey, um, those guys are just getting smashed over and over again. And like from week one, till the end of the season they they never feel a hundred percent and they only just go down lower and lower and lower as they get further in the season. So once you've played, you know, 20 football games in 21 weeks, um, your body is, is ready to go. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, and I'm, I mean, all these performances, I remember where I was and oh. what I was doing when I watched these. Uh, Jamal Murray happened last summer, so my memory isn't that <laughs> bad to where that's noteworthy. But the other, you know, I mean. Well, to be fair, like how many moments. how many of the memories is just you eating chips watching television? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I remember it. I was uh, on my couch. <laughs> just cracked open another bag of 
if I'm not mistaken, puffed Cheetos. I think it was puffed Cheetos. <laughs> the chip had exactly two pieces of pico de gallo on it. The nacho sauce was just well, right. It was a legend I'll never forget. <laughs> Same place I watched the games for the last 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's a cool story. Uh, all right. Before move on to one the week no you tell the people about chevalier mortgage yeah so look i know the denver house market is crazy right now trust me my wife and i are looking a little bit ourselves but all right the good side of the market being crazy is that rates are fantastic right now and mike in virginia can not only hook you up with a fantastic rate but mike is also a certified financial planner so they will look at your entire financial picture when finding the right home loan for you these guys are amazing they're local they've been doing it forever you got to check them out head on over to dnvrmortgage.com you can reach them there and get yourself signed up for a free consultation with them costs absolutely nothing also a chance to win some dnvr merch as well so why not jump on that again amazing people can't recommend them enough they look at every little detail when it comes to these types of things to find the exact right home loan for you you can also call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or again visit dnvrmortgage.com remember supporting our partners is supporting us so hook them up show them a little bit of love Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Dude, flawless. Flawless. This guy. I'm going to remember that uh, ad performance for the rest of my life. Legendary. If there's one thing Allie can learn from me hosting today, you know, you got to. You dish a little ad responsibility out to the. It's like it's like when George Carl used to say, like, I'm gonna tell Carmelo to defend the best of the other team. I'm gonna get the best out of him. Uh, it didn't work as well as having Rude do that. Rude, so. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pass on any comparisons to Melo just in general. <laughs> if only Carmelo Anthony was half the basketball player that Rudo, Rudo is the ad. Oh, we have a lot more Denver. I'll say that. Wow. Wow. All right, boys. Um, well, one of the downsides of me doing this is that uh, oh. I don't have the music to uh, play for who won the week. It's just not going to end up well. <laughs> there we go. But I do have this this graphic I can put up. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Colors, much I get, I get yeah. those references, Goat Beast. That's in the song itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that fun. is exactly. That yeah. is fun. All right. Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to see this one right here. I'm going to put him on the spot. I know he's not ready for this. So, uh, Andre, <laughs> why did the Rockies win the week? <laughs> All right. So Rockies won the week because I really think they're setting up for a top three pick in the 2022 MLB draft. Can I tell you how good that draft class is? No. I would have had to do research before coming onto this show to do that. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. It is so bad in Rocky Land right now. I'm coining that. Shout out to John Elway. Um, that that's the best you got is maybe they've earned a top three pick for next year's draft. Wow. So well, there you I go. think and that all know. happened this week. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> um Brennan Rogers is coming up. That's is he really? Um, okay. New, I, I've new already st- given B. Rog winning the week, so so I can't double up. You're not yep. taking Connor Joe. Mm, also, Connor Joe would have been a good one. Yep. 
there's reporting out there that the Broncos or sorry that the Rockies may have been cheating in 2018. Um, I think that and that's worth winning the week. Uh, Jeff Breidich's legacy just went from here to here. So I, I, I appreciate it. Like that's yeah. the greatest thing about Josh McDaniels is he left no doubt. Like after he left, like we were embroiled in scandal. Everything right. was up in the air. We thought maybe he was planted as a mole. Jeff Breidich, congratulations. We just thought you sucked, but you are the worst of all time. Congratulations, <laughs> Jeff Breidich. Our guy, man. Our <laughs> guy. <laughs> all right, uh, Eric, why did the Nuggets win the week? Well, Ryan, I'm glad you asked me. The Nuggets won the week because they completed yet another season of going above their projected win total. Mm. That's four in a row. The Nuggets are a, the stonk of the Nuggets is rising at such a rate. Elon Musk is eyeing it. He's thinking about endorsing it. The Nugget, mm. Nug coin, to the moon. Um, they were able to rebound from what should have been a most devastating injury. It should have, they should have just packed the season up. It felt that way. Um, and they just really came down the stretch strong. They were able to gerrymander the league as they love to do to pick their own opponent at the end they were able to take a gentleman's dive against the blazers so mm. that they uh, didn't match up against the uh, the lakers which uh now seems like that was pretty sage of them so um the nuggets turned what they turned frowns upside down it all ended this week we're heading into the playoffs vibes are immaculate um let's go we call that the oppo jeff brightish by the way yeah. upside down <laughs> Uh, we've got a couple comments in here. Uh, uh, of course, Drew coming in. Brendan Rogers won the week. Yeah, for just oh. <laughs> just existing. Just in my heart, in he has always won the week. Way to go! Great. Oh, I I got a little something for Drew. What's that? That's an oh. That's a kid. <laughs> you should have lit it on fire. A flaming owl would have been incredible. <laughs> um, I have that capability. Yeah. <laughs> Here's to you, Damn, Drew, <laughs> hold this flaming L. By the way, that photo of Drew before Jeff Breidish really put him through the ringer. Yo. Know? Oh, that's Terrible. rude. Uh, Connor, nice Joe, <laughs> Connor Joe, oh, too, also on the go. week. Yes. Yeah. Down, let me, uh, <laughs> oh, These are great write-in results. Here's to you, Drew. Another flaming L for your uh, mantelpiece or wherever you'd like to store something that's literally on fire. Wow, we honestly need to do more prop comedy. On <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> and the expert in flaming elves. <laughs> you are all bad people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. All right, Rudo, what do we got? Abs, how'd the Abs win the week? Nathan Raymond McKinnon won the week. This better be a blowout. The man had seven points in two playoff games. He has put himself, if you finagle the numbers a little bit, the third highest points per game in the playoffs with a minimum of 40 games. Uh, This is not everyday stuff. This is the stuff that the greatest players ever do. Mm -hmm. Not even the greatest player right now not the greatest player of his generation, the greatest players ever in the playoffs is what Nathan McKinnon is in the conversation of right now. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly got swallowed whole like Nathan McKinnon was an anaconda. The dude might as well not exist in this series right now. He, he just cannot hang. It's that simple. The Avs are just murking the blues because Nathan McKinnon made it so. 
yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is your winner. Um, hey, I, we, for the short period of time, we were referring to our team as the Smuggets. Are we going to start mm. to refer to these as the Swagalanch? No, oh, <laughs> the swagalanch, dude. I'm ready. Let's go. You know what? I've already started the shirt. You can't stop oh, me. <laughs> no, I don't think that really hits the target demo. Yeah, the target yeah. demo is about to. It's uh, all of Denver. All of Denver is ready to embrace the swagalanch. Not a lot of people good. walking into the DNVR bar with their abs sweaters on, talking about swag. Yet, yet. Eric, that shirt makes me want a gagalanch. Ah, uh, see how nice. See how what that leads into more jokes. It, it, that's a winning uh, nickname to me. That is, if if Allie was here, she would have made me make some garbage case for why like George Payton won the week because yeah. he's establishing his staff in Denver, and yeah. he did hire Kelly Klein, which was really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Highest ranking. Um, female in the scouting department in the NFL or in NFL history. Really good stuff. She maybe won the week. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not a snake oil salesman. I don't want a flaming it up. This one's not flaming. This is just oh, standard. We're omitting the Broncos submission yeah. for this week. Look, I, I'm the captain now. Nathan McKinnon won the week. And uh, I will hear no other arguments. Well, I actually did hear two other arguments. I don't want to hear any other ones on top of that. I, I am here to I'm here to say that Nathan McKinnon absolutely won the week. That guy is unbelievable. I mean, the fact that uh, both Nikola Jokic and Nathan McKinnon are playing in Denver at the same time at the same arena is uh, ridiculous. Border, yeah, it's borderline unfair. It's like criminal in a way. I feel like we're embezzling all of the joy from uh, no kidding from the sports world. Yeah, get two these. weeks before we get Aaron Rodgers. I was too. just going to say, yeah. get these in now because as soon as the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, they're winning the week every week for the rest of time. <laughs> That's right. But wait, you're saying Nathan McKinnon's a shoe-in, so Drew's write-in of Connor Joe isn't being considered anymore? Uh, I'll have to pass that along <sighs> to the committee. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, not another one. Oh, Shut the show, shall we? Oh. Uh, all right, well, uh, to avoid any blaming and or fire hazards, I think that's going to wrap it up for us on this week's edition of TDSP. Uh, we did miss having Allie here, but, you know, we got to – there was a lot less rule, and I think that uh, that was uh, a good thing for us this week. In, in, in a way, we all lost the week without Allie being here. But uh, at least at least we have Nathan McKinnon to uh, pick up our spirits. That is true. Flaming uh, L for us, yes. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one big flaming L for us for not having Allie here. Uh, I am going to try to end the show now. See if it actually works. Be prepared to hang around if you need to. Bonus content may be on your way, yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Uh